Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 46. It's Monday night, December 28th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you everybody for listening. Brady is out this week because he's here in Memphis, whatever that is. But yeah, how does that work? <laughs> I'm not sure, but Laddie's here. I'm here. What up, Laddie? You know, I would I would think that like since he's back in Memphis, he would like be itching to get in the studio. Right. COVID. You know, like oh my right, but but still, man, I'm here. I'm right. wearing my my mask. I'm saying like <laughs> that's what I thought, but apparently not. That's okay though. We can carry this. Sweet. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, on today's show, we're gonna kind of catch up a little bit. Laddie's been out for a minute. We're yeah. gonna talk. Yeah. Well, we'll talk some hoops. We got the pick game recap. We got some gambling. I don't know. We'll have some fun. can follow us on twitter at house of hoops it's h-a-u-s of hoops we're also on instagram at house of hoops podcast you can call us the hotline it's 901-300-6575 we've got a message locked and loaded for later here sweet yeah Let's kind of get into it, huh? Yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing, nothing much, really. Just kind of uh, moving and shaking and shaking and moving, basically. Yeah. But the but the real business is that I was in the fantasy football championship in both of my leagues, <laughs> and apparently all of my players on both teams got hurt or the COVID <laughs> and was out. So yesterday, so yesterday, like Sunday at like 10 in the morning, I'm going through the roster to pick up bench players as my starters because all my starters are out. And I got waxed in both games. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'll take second place in two leagues. That's pretty good. You know, making the championship. And, you know, like when you you draft and Yahoo gives you a grade, Mm -hmm. you know, one, one of them I was supposed to 
have only have one win. Well, I ended up with nine wins in that league. And the other one, I was supposed to have six wins and I ended up at 10 and three in first place. So I overperformed, which is I overperformed. So it's really good. But man, I've got my just ass kicked. Players I didn't even know played in the league were playing for me yesterday. <laughs> I don't even think they know that they were in the league. Were you playing for money? No, 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 no. We've been in this league like forever, ever. And okay. so we just keep it going and stuff. And of course, a lot of people now live out of town, but it's just for bragging rights and for fun. But, you know, it's, at least I was there. So it's kind of cool. Hell yeah. Right on. Yeah, it's always fun to make it all the way to the end. It seems like such a long season sometimes. <laughs> it, it it really is especially this year was so crazy because they're having games on tuesdays and wednesdays yeah. whenever they can fit them in so you're, you're, it messes with you messing with your lineup but it's all right there still i'll take second place man in two leagues oh yeah yeah i didn't do so well my big player was george kittle he played like two weeks or something <laughs> oh well yeah absolutely yeah i mean like Literally all my best players had their Tyreek Hill gives me 20 points. He got me nine, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, so like all the guys who are like superstars getting me 20, 25 points a game literally had like nine or seven. <laughs> like, I don't even think I broke a broke hundred in one of them. And usually I'm that league. I'm 150 every week. Yeah. But it's okay. Like I said, now we got foot. Now we got baseball. So we're excited. Excuse me, basketball. So we're excited about that. Yeah. I just finished watching the Grizzlies game here, overtime against Brooklyn, and the Grizzlies got their first win of the year, and they covered. Yeah. I got the line at two. Yeah, I got the line at two and a half, and they covered. So I won money, and the Grizzlies won. Look at you! Kyrie and Durant were both out, but yeah, the dark side of the game was John Morant sprained his ankle. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, so now they've got. Three of their best players are going to be sitting on the bench. Yeah. But well, they said it wasn't a break, so that's good. Yep. X-ray came back negative, so that's good. Still, he'll be out for at least a couple of weeks, if not longer. Yeah, yeah maybe a month because he's a young player, you know, and they want to make sure that he gets back healthy. That really sucks, especially yeah. people that picked him up in fantasy. God, it looked bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be a major blow in fantasy because he's like a top guy. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'll buy him from you right now for some for for Seth Curry. Let's go. This might sound bad, but I mean, when he sprained his ankle, it looked really bad. He like jumped off the court and laid yeah. down in a tunnel there. But uh, I immediately went to the waiver wire in our league and grabbed Tyus Jones. <laughs> He's gonna no. I mean, that's what you got to do. He's gonna get a lot of playing time. Yeah. And uh, that'll probably bump up Desmond Bain's playing time a little bit, possibly. possibly. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Grizzlies are super thin. It's It's been the Kyle Anderson show. Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, uh, Valanchunas, those guys have been carrying the weight, and they're going to have to continue yeah. without Morant. Yeah, it sucks. It's like you have to learn another chemistry. but Those guys were all there last year, so that's it's, I feel comfortable with those guys carrying the load. They're all good players. Dylan, I don't know. Sometimes he does questionable shit, but he's he's a player. He's been he's been playing better. By the way, I just want to say that I'm for, in first place in the in the league. By the way, I just want to say that. Yeah, weirdly, because you left like what? Uh, we we should talk about that a little bit. What happened with you during the draft there? 
I was working. Yeah. I uh, got me a job and like it, we had to work all those days. And so I'm like, all right, you know, I see people on their phones every once in a while, but I really couldn't do much. So I get a notification on my phone and saying like, Hey, you're about to draft. It's like, I'm out, you know, and I'm like, Holy crap. And I, I just couldn't do it. Cause I'm running food. Yeah. You know, that was my position at work. So, I mean, I'm straight doing it. So finally I'm like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. So I <laughs> jump on real quick and put a whole bunch of players in my queue. Okay. And, uh, and then I, and then I was like, all right, whatever happens, happens at this point. And when you put those players in the queue, does it tell you, uh, how much money you're maxing each player out at or anything like that? No, no. And I don't know how to do that. I don't know how like you have to buy players and spend money. I literally had no clue. So I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to grab a bunch of players that I want, throw it in and see what happens. Yeah. But, right. but you know what? Like I didn't, but I didn't end up with a bad team though. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I got decent players, but I mean, I got Seth Curry, holiday, Eric Bledsoe, you know, I've got some good, some good guys, mm-hmm. Derek favors, Marcus Morris, and dude, Josh Jackson, dude, he had 27 points tonight, 500 at free throws. And yeah, so, I, you know, Jordan Clarkson. So I didn't get beat too bad, but uh, still, like I said, I just, I wish I could draft him. Yeah, Josh Jackson's got a lot to prove yet. Detroit has not really much for their roster. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. In Detroit. Josh Jackson, that's cool, though. Good for him. Yeah. Good, yeah, no good joke. For you. Yeah, good for you. I was about to say, good for me. That's what I'm all about. Did you listen to the, the uh, podcast where we talked about all the fantasy stuff? <laughs> I'm a part of it, yeah. <laughs> Golly. Good Lord. We were having some fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I do like fantasy fantasy basketball, though, just because there's usually games every night. You know, the way the league's set up, too, you, you almost have somebody going every night. You know? mm-hmm. Definitely. It's enjoyable. It it helps me look at like uh, a little more in depth at the league as far as players go because I'm always searching for right. that next man up, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's fun. Like I just picked up this dude. I got this Christian Wood dude in mm-hmm. one league. He's already got 20 points for Houston. He's three for four at three. What's up? He's a center. Let's yeah, go. he's good. I'll sell him to you cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him. <laughs> I need a point guard. I'm willing to trade. I've got. Too many shooting guard small fours. I'm trying to flip like R.J. Barrett for a point guard or something. It's not working mm. out. Nobody wants to come off any players yet. It's too early, I guess. Yeah, way too early. That's what I love about it. Is you don't know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else have I done this week? I watched a ton of Mad Men. Watched a ton of basketball. Celebrated Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas, lady? Yeah, it was all right, man. You know, So-so. It was pretty good. Yeah. Did you hang out with some family? Man, it's all, no, I worked all day, actually. I worked from uh, 9 in the morning to 10 at night. On Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Damn. So, yeah, it was. So I just worked. I just worked. But mm-hmm. it's all right, though. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do. So, you know. I guess that's uh, that corporate restaurant life. Man, what? I'm did, telling you. Did they close for Christmas Eve or anything? No, uh-uh. I had to work that day, that day too. Damn. Well, it'll keep you busy, I guess. Yeah, man. Were y'all? Busy? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah, we were busy because I mean, there's a lot of places that are closed, you know. Okay. Well, so it's least, like, all right, we'll shoot. Yeah, at least it's worth your time, and you're not just standing around. Right. Right. Absolutely. So you're in a restaurant. You know, I work in a restaurant. Did you guys uh, limit your seating to twenty five percent? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Mayor of Memphis just put 75% of the server industry in Memphis out of work. Yeah. They're, they're limiting, they're restricting restaurants to 25% occupancy. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just sucks because I don't think that's really the problem. I don't know. They're trying to discourage people from going out to places. I get it, but. Right. It just keeps tightening up. They got to do something. The hospital's beds are filling up. Yeah, it's it's like a double-edged sword. Like you want everyone to be safe and be nice and, and, and be good and healthy and everything. But then again, like you don't want businesses to shut down. Businesses so to shut and, down and people to not be working. And losing jobs and losing and losing everything. So it's like, all right, well, what do you, you know, it's just a big double-edged sword. Like I said, I, I didn't have a job for a while trying to get one in my business. It's not working out, so I have to go and get a different job. I've been doing odd jobs here and there and stuff, so then all of a sudden I get a job at a restaurant. They're like, okay, well, you have to like start kind of at the bottom to get to the top, but we know where you're going and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, great. Two weeks into it, this happens. So now all my hours got cut again. All my time got cut again. So it's like, oh, shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So even even when people are trying to do things, you still can't catch a break. And I mean, I, so I get it. I, I understand it. I mean, I'm living it, dude, you know? Yeah, but so it's just still like, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I think they could do a little bit better with the restaurants, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Not, not the restaurants themselves. I think the the government, the mayor and all that, you know? Yeah. It's just a tough spot for a lot of people. Well, I mean, like I said, all the restaurants are doing everything that they can do, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing everything and people are like excited. But when you sit there and tell people, Hey, we we're telling you not to go do this. That's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, that's like you telling us, that's like us being like, you know what? We don't think anyone needs to go to Memphis in May this year. Y'all just don't go to Memphis in May, you know? Mm-hmm. And the mayor's like, no, dude, we need that money. We need this to survive. It's odd. It's been brutal. Say you had 32 tables in your restaurant. Now you have eight. Good Lord. I don't know how much I'll really want to talk about it. At our restaurant, I mean, we're keeping all our servers on. Nobody's getting laid off. Nobody's getting fired. They're just making kitchen wages, and they're going to help out with to-go orders, answering phones. That's it. Yeah. Ringing shit up, helping out the one server a night we have left, you know? Like, I guess Wow. we'll pay one server kitchen wages and have them just back up the one server we have, so at least you're working. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you got to do something. At least this time, it there's a time frame on it. When the first shutdown happened back in March, it was like indefinite. At least this time they've put like a time frame on it. It's only four weeks, but that's going to be a long four weeks. If you got rent to pay. It's a long four weeks. Man, I'm telling you. Ramen noodles. Wait, what? You would hope that some of these people, like when it happened in March, it kind of caught everybody off guard. I understand you didn't have any money saved up or whatever, but hopefully people have kind of learned to, have like a nest egg, you know, put some money mm-hmm. away for it, it was inevitable. Something like this would happen. Hopefully some people have money put away. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. All right, buddy. What do you say? We talk some hoops. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. The NBA made it one day, one day without a COVID controversy. <laughs> the Rockets thunder game was postponed last week. It's the first game for either of those teams 
I guess what oh, happened? Wow. Yeah, I guess what happened though? Rockets had so many players out that couldn't play that they had to postpone the game. They had a bunch of people that had COVID contact that were sitting. They had injuries. James Harden, <laughs> who hasn't hadn't played yet. Apparently, you have to have eight players on your roster to play a game, and they didn't. The Rockets didn't have that, so they postponed the game. I don't know when they'll make that up. Don't it doesn't really matter, I guess. But right, good lord, man, that's crazy too, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it just—it's going to happen more and more. I think, but it probably will happen some more. But at least we know what'll happen. They're just postponing the games. Yeah, it'll happen again. I believe it. So, uh, mm-hmm. all it takes is yeah. one guy to catch COVID somehow doing something silly, and then everybody that's been in contact with him will have to sit out. Yeah. Whoever went They're to gonna, go get haircuts with them or whatever. What? Man, it, it's going to get to the point to where these organizations are going to end up fining the players themselves. And I know they don't want to do that, but but if you keep going off, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they get that Haskins dude for Washington Redskins. He did it twice. And they were like, look, dude, come on, we're paying you money. Mm-hmm. You're putting everybody at risk. They just let the dude go. <laughs> They're like, we're, we just don't want you to be on the team anymore. You know? Yeah. So I could see him do. I could. I could see him doing that in basketball if somebody keeps that up. You know. Yeah, so got like a repeat offender. It's really causing trouble. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Some kind of fine <laughs> fines coming out. I don't know. You're gonna, they're going to have to because then these people are going to start, you know, going thinking things are okay. So. Did you see uh, Daryl Morey got fined fifty thousand dollars for a tampering tweet? On Twitter? No. No. I guess he tweeted really? he tweeted something about James Harden. About him break like a one year anniversary of him breaking uh some record that he had on Houston. And I guess the mm-hmm. league deemed it as like tampering. <laughs> so he got fined. Good lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading it right now. What? <laughs> oh, it was the Red Rockets franchise assist record. Uh, Oh, and he just put something on it. It says the league was an inadvertent post that automated app from an automated app is what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> and they said oh. they, the way they looked at it is like you're directly, I guess, trying to persuade James Harden to come to Philly or something. I don't know why the NBA would take it that far. It's like, dude, they they worked together for a long time. He's not allowed to congratulate him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That and like remember it. I don't know. I mean, to, you know, for him to get a fine for that, and then the Lakers get no fine at all for what happened with Anthony Davis. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. It's like well, it's like they pick and choose. I mean, they every every organization and every league does it, but they pick and choose who's uh, mm-hmm. you know getting fined or not, or who's laying the law down. Yeah, either yeah, they it seems like they have been doing that, picking and choosing for a while, but looks like they're cracking down. Maybe they're just tar- targeting Daryl Morey. That is true. Hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope not. It's interesting nonetheless. There was one other thing I saw in the news that the NBA will not allow franchises to vaccinate their players ahead of their turn. Basically, they're forbidden from skipping in line maybe buying their way in or whatever. There's no priority for the NBA. I think they're going to 
allow like team doctors. I think they're going to allow them to mm-hmm. get vaccinated earlier. And then like older coaches and stuff, they're going to allow them to get vaccinated first, but there will be no priority given to NBA players basically. I mean, that's good. Yeah, I, like I think it. so. I like that idea. They can't buy their way they're in. Just not, right. They're not above anybody else. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I guess a memo went out to NBA franchises. Like don't even fucking try it. <laughs> NBA once again, doing the right thing. Before we do the pick game, we should go ahead and listen to uh, our voicemail. Hey guys, Brian checking in on the House of Hoops hotline. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Hope everybody's doing well and is safe and healthy. Lost my first week uh, in fantasy basketball this week to uh, to Comeback Kids, five to three. Shout out Comeback Kids. I'll catch you later on in the season, I'm sure. Uh, great choice on the pick game this week. Phoenix defeated Dallas 106 to 102. Kind of surprised Phoenix won. Had a kind of quiet game from Chris Paul. Uh, early foul trouble for Aiton kind of kept him out of the game. Devin Booker had eight turnovers. That's looking to be a, a thing with him. Uh, hopefully he can keep from turning the ball over so much, have better control. Uh, that bench unit looked good. I feel like Cam Johnson's a player. I wonder if Dario Sartz uh, coming back is going to cut into his minutes. Lucas started slow for Dallas, started 0-6, but ended up uh, 32-8-5, showing that he's a proper MVP candidate this year. Uh, really wanted to shout out Jalen Brunson. First game back after shoulder surgery. Um, didn't play in the bubble at all. Finished with an efficient 12 points on 5 of 8 shooting in 18 minutes. Uh, like Jalen, he was a two-time champ at Villanova. I think he's a player, great backup point guard in this league. I think he'll have a good long career. I had a couple questions for you guys. Grizz are 0-2. Wondering if it's time to panic. Uh, hopefully they get a win tonight against the depleted Brooklyn Nets squad. Warriors also looking pretty bad. I don't know if it's panic time for them, Jeff. I'm wondering if you think they're still contenders. Um, and then finally, I'm uh, wondering a uh, question for everybody. How many games does James Harden miss this season due to the uh, health and safety protocol? Wonder not. I'd like to set the over-under at 10, see what you guys think. Anyway, look forward to listening to the podcast, and you guys have a good one. See ya. All right. Thank you, Brian, for calling in. Let's see. He lost fantasy basketball. Nobody cares. Pick game. Yeah, we'll get into that next, I guess. Booker's eight turnovers. Interesting. He also mentioned Dario's minutes. Dario's not projected to get very many minutes. Really? Dario's minutes are projected at like 10 to 15 this season per game, which is low for him. We will. That will be interesting to see and uh, keep an eye on those big man minutes in Phoenix. He said Grizz were 0 and 2. Yeah, they got their first win tonight. Everybody keeps asking me about these. I guess I said that I see the Warriors as a contender, and I still do. It's very early in the season. A lot of people are dogging the Warriors. They're 1 and 2. Well, Milwaukee Bucks are 1 and 2 also. The more I watch the Warriors, the less I do think they're a contender, but I'm not willing to throw that away yet. Everybody on that team is kind of playing like shit. I think they got to trade Andrew Wiggins, try to get something back, maybe a shooting guard, somebody that can replace Clay Thompson. Steve Kerr's got to figure this shit out. 
I think uh, it's going to be coaching. Kelly Oubre is playing way worse than I thought he would be. Uh, Wiseman's minutes are still kind of low in the low 20s. Maybe he yeah. can play more. And Draymond Green hasn't played either. So I think it's too early to quit on the Warriors as long as they got Steph Curry out there. And if they can get more out of Oubre or Wiggins or Kent Bazemore or possibly trade someone and get a bona fide shooting guard in there, I think they do have a team. Can they beat the Lakers? I don't know. Will they be in the playoffs? I do believe they will be in the playoffs. Draymond not being out there is big. Yeah, I agree. I think they can flip Wiggins for something. They might have to wait closer to the deadline, which is in March. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a good team, but I just think they get a they get a they have new players. They're wanting new roles for new guys, and I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan of Andrew Wiggins, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if he just does basic stuff, they may be all right. But he is no Clay Thompson for sure. Right. So yeah, I'm not willing to bail on the Warriors yet, but I might be on uh, my own life raft with them. I'm not sure. <laughs> He said, games Harden will miss because of safety protocol violations. He put it at 10. I think it's a lot. I would take the under on I that. I don't know about that. Yeah, he might not miss anymore. It just depends. If he gets frustrated enough in Houston, maybe he starts breaking protocol just on purpose. Who fucking knows? <laughs> or he just doesn't show up. <laughs> I would take the under. I think 10's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I definitely don't think he's going to miss 10 games because of COVID stuff. <laughs> maybe like just, maybe like not wanting to play there anymore. He'll probably miss games too, but nah, I don't know. It's a tough call. I wish I, if we had a website, we could put like a poll up or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Where is Evan with that website? I thought he was supposed to be making that damn thing. He's just lazy. Just being fucking lazy. That pretty much covers everything he asked about in the phone call. Some of the stuff all that he addressed about the pick game, we'll get into right now. Let's get into the pick game. Yeah. The pick game was Phoenix at Dallas. Little Southwest wrestling match. Phoenix beat Dallas. Phoenix was favored by one point. The final score was Dallas 102, Phoenix 106. Bo helped us pick this game. I thought it was a good one. It turned out to be a close game, as projected. Some of the stats that stood out to me was the three-point percentages. Dallas was at 24.3, low, low. Phoenix at 36.7. Oh, wow. Luca didn't shoot the ball particularly well, and he shoots a high volume. Rebounding stuck out to me. Dallas was at 46. Phoenix was at 57. And blocks. Dallas, zero. Phoenix, seven. Those were some of the team stats that kind of stood out to me. Let's see. Was anybody missing? Yeah, Dario didn't play. Dario Sarge was out. And then Dallas's Kristaps Porzingis is out. He had surgery in the offseason to repair his meniscus. I think Dallas needs him in order to be good. I do too. I mean, if you just look at the roster, just the way it looks on paper, it looks 
pretty barren without Porzingis on there. They've got Luca without having Porzingis out there. It's going to make Luca have to work harder every mm-hmm. single game to right. get a win. That means he's more subject to injury and more subject to getting hurt. And I don't know. Now his numbers may go good, be up and mm-hmm. stuff, but still, you know, having him do too much, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. And he, he's a bruiser that Luca. Yeah. He likes to get in there and take hits and give hits. He's strong, but he does seem to get banged up little knickknack things things here and there throughout the season because he is such a physical player. Right, right. And the more you're right, the more he does, the more physical, more physicality there is involved, more chances for injuries. Mm-hmm. They need Porzingis to be good. On the bright side, it looks like a, a January return at some point is wow. looming. So they'll get him. I well, think he'll be back in a couple weeks or so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Is DeAndre Ayton good? Or is he just tall? Uh, uh, I think he's pretty good, too. I think he's pretty good. He's just decent. Yeah, decent. He's the number one overall draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I don't know. He might be all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure that he's super good. He doesn't rebound. Like, he gets rebounds, but I think I feel like he should get more. I just don't know if he hustles, you know? No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I I don't know how, like, motivated he is to be super good. I guess only You're time. Right. Yeah, I guess only time will tell. One guy that looked super interesting, because I guess Aiton got in, like, foul trouble pretty early in that game, Jalen Smith. He looks like an interesting project for Phoenix. He's a big man. His body type reminds me of like Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, really? He's big. He's long. uh, He looks athletic. He looks like an interesting project for them. Something I'll be keeping an eye on for sure. He he looks really raw though out there. He doesn't. He's not uh, polished by any means. (laughs) No, not. I mean. I don't know. I saw him playing the other night. I mean, I like Phoenix and stuff too, but dude, I don't know. DeAndre Ayton just a he's just a I don't know. He's I think he's I think he's in the right fit. Let's put it that way. Yeah. They're not asking a whole lot from him. Right. He reminds me of I mean, he reminds me of uh, uh like a Greg Odin, but healthy. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. You know, Greg Oden wasn't like, he wasn't like, he was a big dude, but he wasn't like a Hakeem Olajuwon. You know what I'm saying? Like a Patrick Ewing dude who had a little bit of handles. He was just kind of there. He was just a big body. I don't think we're going to be seeing DeAndre Ayton throwing up uh, sky hooks anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Watching him, I'm like, what does this guy do? <laughs> uh, Jalen Smith was the 10th overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he's supposed to be DeAndre's backup or if they want him playing the four next to him. I'm just really don't know. The kid looks like he's got talent. I think he's yeah. definitely somebody to keep an eye on. See what he turns into. Anyway. Mark Jackson said that Ricky Rubio doesn't get enough credit for the job he did in Phoenix and leading that team. I 100% agree. When they put Chris Paul on that team, I guess he's an upgrade, but I just really think that Rubio is a 
great guy to have around. Not that Chris Paul isn't, but there's something to be said about having Rubio on your team and the way it helps with team chemistry. Yeah. Yep. And uh, his leadership. I like Rubio. I don't think he's going to get the credit he deserves because I think some people think he's a bust. You know, he came out and he was young. Remember, he was 14 when people were talking how good he was. Right. And then he lived height at like about 17. And when he came over here to the States, I mean, he was good, but it just, he just wasn't on championship contender type teams. Mm-hmm. So I think he's been in the league forever. He's on a new team right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's back in Minnesota where it all began. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, he's gone full circle with a lot of this stuff. So I don't think he'll ever really get the credit he deserves. But then again, I mean, you know, you got some big shoes to fill when you got Steve Nash who used to be over there. I just thought it was interesting that Mark Jackson brought that up kind of out of nowhere. And I 100% agree. Yeah. I was really, uh, really happy to see Cameron Payne out there for Phoenix. He was completely out of the league. He wasn't even in the league, and uh, he got a shot here with Phoenix, made the team. He's only 26. Cameron Payne? Yeah, you know Cameron Payne. He's from here. He's from. He's a Memphis boy. Yeah, he's from Memphis. He went to, yeah. he went to Lausanne here in Memphis. Yeah. And then he went to Murray State. He's drafted 14th overall in 2015. He looks older. He looks more mature. He looks more composed on the court. He's right. still, yeah, he's still super fast, quick, long. Uh, good for him, man. I was happy to see him out there playing. I like that. Cameron Payne. Yeah, he's back. This game was fun to me. I feel like both teams have uh, fun, interesting rosters. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix has Devin Booker, obviously, but Chris Paul, the new guy on the team. Mikel Bridges. You know, I really like him. Yeah. He's kind of like their X Factor, their wild card over there. On Dallas, you know, it's Luca, Porzingis. Those guys are always fun to watch. And then there's Tim Hardaway Jr. I'm a fan of his. And uh, Josh Richardson, I like Josh Richardson on that t- on that Dallas team. Seems like they're always yeah. getting really good two guards and wings. Yeah, I don't know. I think just Dallas, man, is I think they're just missing a piece, man. I mean, well, well they're missing what's his face, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, if Porzingis can come back, then I think that they may be all right. Mm-hmm. But I kind of somebody. Mm-hmm. They're they're a little shallow on depth. It seems like at times. It looked that right. way in the bubble in the playoffs that when Porzingis went down, they got knocked out. They might mm-hmm. they might could invest a little bit in some big man depth. Laddie, what team do you think is better in the long run? Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix. I think, yeah, I think Phoenix has got some. Look, man, they got Jay Crowder. I love that dude. Yeah, right? they got him. I think they've got Javon Carter. Love Javon Carter. I watched him play his first game in the league. He had a steal against Chris Paul and a steal against James Harden. Like, that dude's going to bring it every night. And like I said, I mean, I, I like Dallas too, but, I mean, I just think they're missing something. I, I I think Phoenix is the better team, and I think Phoenix is a playoff team for sure. Okay. I think it's Dallas, but only if Porzingis is healthy. Porzingis right. and Luka, that duo is just out of this world. Another player that caught my eye was 
that Brian talked about on that voicemail was Jalen Brunson. Yeah. He's a point guard. I guess he's backing up for Dallas. He was really good towards the end of the game for Dallas. He kind of kept them in the game. He was getting to the rim, playing defense. He's high energy, scoring. His scoring and playmaking got Dallas back in the game. But it wasn't enough. Devin Booker made some shots. Mm, It just wasn't enough. They needed Porzingis. He just is so good. Spreads the court on offense. He gets a lot of shit for his defense, but I don't think his defense is really that bad. He's got the length. Yeah, well, they. I mean, they've got a good team. I mean, they pretty much remind me of Phoenix, actually. I mean, they 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 got a they got a veteran bench. You know, they have good bench players mm-hmm. in, like in um, Josh Richardson, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple other guys. But it just kind of seems. I mean, they got Boban. Everybody loves Boban, <laughs> but you know, it kind of seems like they've got like a lot of like with James Johnson, with Boban, with. Uh, um, they got Willie Cauley Stein. He's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Willie, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they all got these guys that they kind of seem they play the same position. And they're big dudes. So they're going to go big a lot. You know? I mean, Willie Cauley Stein's seven foot. James Johnson, he's, he's what, six, eight, I guess? Six, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere Max, in there. Max Keebler's six, ten. Bo Bond's seven, four. Porzingis is seven, three. Dwight Powell. <laughs> So they got just tall ass dudes. I don't know. And I, I kind of think it's a it's a it's a it's a I don't know, shooter kind of a league. So, uh, but like I said, I, you you nailed it though. It it all depends is if Porzingis is healthy or not. Yeah, and when you get to the playoffs, I mean, shooting's great, but you've got to be able to play defense in the playoffs. That's true. And those well, big I mean, men, you, they'll help. When if you got, you got to go big against them too, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you if you don't have big, you can probably lose that game. So. Looks like Luca led both teams in scoring with 32. Dallas, I think if they have Porzingis, they win that game. But nonetheless, a very fun game to watch. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I actually watched mm-hmm. it a couple times. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I wanted to see what else I could see. I was, you know, trying to study it a little bit. I like getting to know these rosters. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker needs to come on though, because he's on my fantasy team, and uh, I'm gonna need that dude to like go back to last year and get like 30 a game. We can make that happen. So you got Curry and Devin Booker. Well, uh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. No, I don't have I don't have um, I don't have Booker in that league. Oh, okay. I got him in another. I got Holiday, Bledsoe, and Curry. Yeah, that's right. But I got. I got the rest of Dallas, though. I got that pal dude. I got Finney Smith. So if you want anybody from Dallas, come on with it. Mm. Shit, I might try to get Cam Payne off of whoever's got him. He's going to be getting minutes. He played 20 minutes. If he can get like 25 a game, I think he can be productive. Right. That's kind of where I draw mm. the line with players at productivity. It's like 25 minutes. If you can get 25, you can put up some numbers. Typically, I don't know. That kind of wraps it up for the pick game. Well, let's move on and let's talk about some Grizzlies stuff for just a bit. So, speaking of the Grizzlies, Hubie Brown had been the oldest coach to ever coach in the NBA at 71. 
Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich is now the oldest coach in the NBA ever. He's 72. Of course, Hubie, wow. you know, Hubie coached the Grizzlies back in the day with Jay Will and Stromile and all those guys. Mike Miller, Shane Battier. He got coach of the year. Hubie did. Mm-hmm. That was a the last time Hubie coached, though. That was too much for him at 71. And now here's Popovich at 72. It's very interesting. We had a Grizzlies game tonight. Grizzlies won in overtime against Brooklyn. Hey. That's a good win. Even though Kyrie and Durant were out, it's still a good win. It's a win that maybe you don't get if those guys are playing. Good one to get on the road against a good team. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's a yeah, that is a good one for sure. I'm, I mean, and with the fact that Ja got out within ten minutes of the game. I watched the first game of the season for the Grizzlies. Game one, you know, you want to watch it. It's fun. It's exciting. Can't wait for it. Anticipation leading towards it. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of players look bad though. <laughs> Dylan Brooks looks like he's on a mission to lead the league in fouls again. Dylan Brooks fouled out of the first two games this season, and he got five fouls tonight. He's, like, maxed out the fouls pretty much every game of the season so far. This dude, like, he's on a mission. The Grizzlies had a strong finish to game one. It's a growth season. D'Anthony Melton hasn't really looked right since March of last year. He's not a scorer. I feel like he's trying to score too much. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of rather see Bain play over D'Anthony Melton until Melton can prove he's going to focus on what got him his contract in the first place, fighting for 50-50 balls, passing, rebounding, just getting back to being scrappy. I think that's his game. I don't think it's trying to be an offensive shooter or anything like that. Like, drive to the lane if you're going to score. Yeah, do you think he's falling off? I think he's trying to do too much. He's just looked bad. I'd like to see him getting back to just like doing the little things, not trying to score so much. I don't know if somebody's asking him to score, but there's other dudes on that team that can score. <laughs> Grizzlies starting out 0-2 was not ideal. I think they I felt like they could have won that Hawks game, the second game. And their schedule doesn't look super great coming up for the next couple weeks. And now having John Morant out, it's, they're going to be up against it. I don't have high expectations. I look at this season for the Grizzlies as a growth year. I'd like to see as many young guys play as many minutes as possible. Me too, and I'm glad they're letting them happen too. Like I'm glad Bane's playing time and some others are as well. Bane's getting a little bit. I'd like to see a bit more, and, and that could happen with Jaw out. John Morant, that's a lot of minutes they got to fill. I don't really have a whole lot else on the Grizzlies. I mean, the injuries, I'd love to see Jaron come back right away now with John Morant out if he's ready. I don't know if he is, though. He had, he had knee surgery. That's usually about six weeks. He had that in the bubble. Maybe six to eight weeks. I don't know. He'll come back when he's comfortable, I assume. They're probably taking it easy with him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have no idea when Justice Winslow is going to come back. So, whatever. 
I've ever, you know, and people have been talking about this guy for a long time and how good he is. Dude, all I know is the guy's been – I think he spent more time on a bench in the NBA than he has on the court, man. <laughs> Definitely yeah, in they, Memphis. Well, I mean, even when he – I mean, I know he when he was with Miami for a long time, but I just didn't really – he got hurt with them. And I don't know, I just never really saw him as that good of a standout player, really. But I don't know. Yeah, I think he can play, but he's got to get on the court. I think he's a player. He'll help the Grizzlies. I hope so, because, I mean, he, we need somebody. We can't do another uh, Chandler Parsons deal. Yeah, I just, it's, I guess it's, it's the fucking Steve Francis shit, dude. <laughs> Ever since Steve Francis refused to play for the Grizzlies, almost every year some shit like this happens. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true for sure. Mm. Anything you want to add about the Grizzlies? I mean, right now I'm just kind of taking all of this these games in and just kind of absorbing and watching. I don't really have a whole lot of like crazy analysis or whatever. At week four in the league, I'm going to kind of step back and look at the standings and we'll kind of do a small sample size league evaluation, but what have you seen for the uh, Grizz? I've seen preseason they were kicking butt. Mm-hmm. Injuries. It's just now with the whole John Morant injury, uh, you just really can't there's another question mark by him because they were looking pretty good. We're getting ready to get Jaron Jackson back, you know, and boom, okay. Now this happens. So I just really can't say anything about him because I don't know how they're going to be, but they look good. I like Dylan Brooks isn't trying to do too much out there, but I think he can score the basketball, which is pretty good. I think Grayson Allen's out there doing some, doing some work too, mm-hmm. you know, and I like the team. We just we'll figure out where they're going from here, you know? Yeah. I think it's, it's all about growing right now. Get everybody back on the court, get everybody in there playing. Let's have some fun. You know, I want to watch, I want to watch Jaron. I want to see if he's, God, man, I'm so bummed that he had got hurt last year. I was hoping that guy was going to have a good year this year. You know who's actually been doing really good this year, too, is Kyle Anderson. He did good tonight. He mm-hmm. did good yesterday or the other day, whatever. Yeah. He's he's doing pretty good out there. He's doing and great. Desmond, and Desmond Bain, the fact he's actually getting some playing time, I like that, too. Yeah, they're totally leaning on Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Fallon Junis. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. I'm cool with it. Those guys are all pretty solid. I mean, Brooks, I could take them or leave them, but Anderson's a solid player, and and so is Valanciunas. Those guys, mm-hmm. I think they complement each other very well on the court. I like them. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Randomly watched games through the week. I mean, obviously, the first game of the season I watched it was Warriors Nets. All I took away from that is that the Nets are fucking good. The Nets are better than I thought when they have all their players playing. Lakers-Nets finals looks like a real possibility after one week of hoops. The Clippers-Lakers game, I watched a little bit of that. The Clippers jumped out ahead early. The Lakers came back a little bit, but the Lakers ended up coming up short. The Lakers were favored by two and a half. I thought the Damn. Lakers. I thought the Lakers would win that one easily against the Clippers after what happened in the bubble last year. Mm-hmm. 
And in preseason, too, the Lakers beat the Clippers twice in preseason. Shit. I thought they had that one. I put that in gambling this week, and that that was like the first game of the parlay, and it lost. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the Houston-Portland game Saturday night. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really have a lot of analysis on it. I was like working and watching it. I've always liked Portland. Mm-hmm. They're fun to watch. I think they got better this year. We've said that before, but I think I definitely think they got better. Yeah, I do too. Did you see that shit on Sunday, the Dallas Clippers game? Dallas Clippers game? Yeah, yeah, I think so. At halftime, the Mavs were up 77 to 27 over the Clippers. Man, yeah, they had a 50-point lead pretty much that whole damn game. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. It was the biggest halftime deficit in an NBA game during the shot clock era, which started in 1954-55. What do you think that was about? I have no idea. I wasn't watching the game. <laughs> I mean, they just, it just, I know Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing, right? Okay. Uh, I mean, I get it, but dude, some of these people, this, uh, you put so much into that one team, and it's like they're, uh, you know, like the Clippers, they're talking about them and the Lakers are going to be at the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Like the fucking Clippers beat the Lakers one night, and then the next night they go down 50 at halftime against Dallas. Yeah. What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, really, what are you doing? What is going on? Mark Jones of ESPN said, uh, the Clippers are down 50 at the half versus Dallas. And he referenced, I remember my guy, George Carl, told me he would only put his team on blast and rip them five times a year. Any more than that, and players will tune you out. Mark Jones continued to say, I wonder if Ty Lue is going to rip them after this one. And I saw that on Twitter. And then George Carl responded. He said, I probably would have gotten thrown out of this game by now. An appropriate response. Dude, can we talk about George Carl on Twitter? He's like, <laughs> he goes and go, goes up against everybody and talks mad trash to everybody. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. He's old school, man. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't uh, put up with no shit. I ain't putting up with no shit, man. He's definitely a fun follow on Twitter, though. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. George Carl. He's got some books. If you ever need a book to read, find a George Carl book. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's good. I like George Carl. Laddie, uh, I don't have a lot left here. I'd like to ask you a little bit about uh, some fantasy basketball stuff. Like, how, Did you prepare for the draft at all? Did you do any draft preparations? I mean, I, you know, I kind of know the players that I like and who I think are good. Mm-hmm. You know, I draft NBA differently and I draft like fantasy players differently than a lot of people. Some people go for names, right? I don't think you can really go for names. I think you just go for stats that they bring. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like what I did when I, when I was able to throw those players in the queue, I wasn't going for the top names. I'm looking for the guys like a Markeith Morris, who's not going to be in your top 25 or maybe top 30. But you know what? He's going to probably get you close to a double-double almost every night. He'll get you like nine and nine, depending on, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
though, I look at pairs like them, like Lou Williams, like, you know, Lou's going to come off the bench and get you 13 points and maybe like three out of six threes. So I look for players like that. That's why I wasn't that bad when I got my kind of auto drafted and got the players that I got because they're good. They're like for an example. And then I moved around some players, but yeah, I, I picked up um, Markeith Morris. I picked him up because he was open and he's done decently for the past couple of games. And his game just, you know, he's decent. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for my. You like your team? I do. I'm really guard heavy, but it's all right. I mean, if I can get, you know, Holiday's going to have a new new life going to Milwaukee, right? Mm-hmm. And playing with the Greek freak. So, boom, I'm excited about that. New Orleans blood. So, now he, he, he might get some production, actually, not production, but uh, he, he, lack of production because they're kind of guard heavy on that whole squad. You know, and he's going to be coming off the bench, I think. So, um, you know, it's all right. But I got, I have some other moves I got to make. And uh, other than that, I think I'm pretty happy with it. Good. Good, good, good. Let me know if you need uh, any small forwards. <laughs> I like to draft guys that I just can trust. And I also like to get guys I like to root for. Like last year, I had Jason Tatum and Chris Middleton. And, like, I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of the season just being able to watch them. And I had, like, Valanchunas and Jaron Jackson Jr. It made it a lot of fun right. to have. I don't like getting guys that I don't like watching. Does that make sense? Well, of course, yeah. Because yeah, then I'm, like, I feel like I'm rooting for them. And it's, ugh. <laughs> well, like, I mean, like, Josh I like, Jackson. Yeah. I mean, like, Josh Jackson, he, 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 went from, he had a good contract, went to the D League, came to the Grizz, Started playing better, and then look at him tonight: twenty-seven points tonight, four rebounds, two assists. Like he he he's playing to stay in the league, and I like guys like that because they're going to give you their all. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying I'll keep a dude like that too. And then you have like your all stars, like in Steph Curry's and everybody else. Sure. Yeah. Good. It'll be fun to see how this plays out. I lost my first week, like one to seven or something. Really? Yeah. Just. Harden didn't play and shit. Whatever. First place. I mean, can we talk about that? I'm in first place. I don't really like I don't really like my team a whole lot, but I'm gonna try to make the best of it. Um, Sorry, man. Yeah, it's all right. Not the end of the world. I think I gotta make some moves. Gotta try to make some trades. Everybody's being a little hesitant to trade this early. Let's see. Let's do gambling this week. So last week in gambling this week, New Orleans won, covered the line. Tampa Bay won. Miami won, did not cover. We took the points at two and a half. They only won by one point. That was a crazy game. The Raiders gave that one up at the end. Instead of the Raiders scoring a touchdown, they kicked a field goal. And they left like a minute on the clock, and Miami took the ball, and Fitzgerald threw like a fifty-yard pass, and he got a face masking call, and they were set up for a field goal to win the game. That was a crazy game. It, the, the lead switched in the last minute from team to team. Yeah, that was nuts. Oh, I don't know what the hell Raiders were thinking. 
Uh, let's see. Kansas City won, did not cover, but they won. We had them on the money line. Buffalo was on right now. Let me look and see what the final score was, if it's even over. Okay, Buffalo won 38-9 to against New England. Good Lord. So they covered the six and a half that I got them at. Buffalo's good. I talked about taking the money line if the line was more than seven, but I got it at six and a half. So the only game we didn't get was the damn points on Miami. What a shame. Yeah. <laughs> we missed out on hundreds of dollars because Miami didn't win by more than two and a half. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Damn. That sucks, <laughs> dude. Tough break. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. God. Every week it's one game. Every See, that's week. Why gamble. Why gamble. That's why I do gamble. And that's not the only parlay I made, but that's the one I did like for the show. Just for the fun of it. I've won a lot of money on Miami this year. Mm-hmm. And the Bills. And that kind of leads me to this week the Bills are playing Miami. Who do you like in that one, Laddie? Bills versus Miami? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think Miami. And the only reason why is I think the Bills, if they already have a playoff, they're already locked into the playoffs. Right. They're not going to everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. But what about Miami? Yeah. Where's, where do they stand? Do they need they, to win? They're up there. They, they need to win because they're they're fighting for their culture right there, man. Yeah. Uh, they're, uh, and they're, they're good. They put... Two is now a quarterback. They've been winning some games. I think they got like a good flow to them. No one knew they were going to be this good, you know. How about this? And they won. Three, they won three games and got rid of their quarterback. They're in the same division. You're right. I think Buffalo will probably win. I'm going to go money line Buffalo. I think this mm-hmm. is kind of a statement game for them. The home game for Buffalo. Bills already clinched their division. So, dude, they could play me out there, and they don't give a shit. They can lose this game if they want. Oh, I don't know if I'll bet on that one. <laughs> Miami Miami is 10-5. and five. Can you believe that? Miami is second in the AFC East. Holy dude, crap. Dude. dude, they won a lot of games they weren't supposed to win. They were underdogs in a ton of games this year. Yeah, dude, they're 10-5. and five. I like Miami. People are going to off. People were about to just write them off. Oh, they were written off. <laughs> That's true. So, who would have thought? The Patriots missed the playoffs for the first time in I don't even know how many years, several fucking years. Well, and that goes back. Okay, so Miami's on the cusp of the playoffs. So Miami needs this more than Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to sit somebody. I think Miami's going to win. Huh. All right. I may I may not touch it, but I like that viewpoint on it i do like i said i just think that i think buffalo's so good i mean or but that see that's the problem though is is do you rest your players to get ready for the playoffs or do you already know you're going to have a first round buy so you go ahead and you play them at least half of the game you know what i'm saying you play them half the game you may win and then you sit them for the second half because you don't want them to be too rusty mm-hmm. you know right. sometimes rest can be a bad thing huh that's what i'm saying they've won five in a row Miami's wins two in a row. I think Miami wins. I think Miami wins. All right. That's going to be a fun game nonetheless. 
to it's gonna be a great game like no matter who wins or loses but i i don't know i'll probably make a parlay i like the bills but i'll probably make a part the same parlay with miami winning <laughs> damn you know make look, two me, one with the bills look, one with miami huh yeah but look let me ask you about this too so like you know when it comes to basketball you know you can look at certain coaches just like we do at belichick you know, Belichick did not have a winning season this year. Belichick was, what was his record at the whole thing? He was six and nine. Like you said, he was the first year. He didn't do well. He had three straight losses that, you know, pretty much in the season. Mm-hmm. Is he that good of a coach or was Tom Brady that good of a quarterback? Combination. Uh, I think you know? Cam is that bad of a quarterback. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't. Th- yeah, I agree. I think if but also Belichick had somebody a little different at quarterback, they probably would have been all right. I mean, so it, may, it makes you think, you know. I mean, like, like you know, Phil was great with Michael. Phil was great, great with Kobe and Shaq. You know, I mean, how how good do these players make the coaches at certain points, or do the coach still still run the team? And and this is a perfect example is that we're gonna see. Right. And everybody was talking about, I mean, you've got Cam Newton, dude. Cam is garbage. Oh. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl one year, but that whole league, the league wasn't good that year. Either. On your point, I would say that Belichick made Tom Brady a good player. Okay. Brought him up. Tom Brady, maybe not Tom Brady without Bill Belichick. That's true. So I think it's a combination. I think dude, uh, Belichick Kansas. needs, they need to kind of, Blow it up. They need to restart. They need to hit the restart button there. It's It mm-hmm. didn't work. <laughs> it did not work this year. And I don't think it'll work next year if they try to throw the same game plan out. Yeah. I mean, they, they drafted that Jimmy Garoppolo dude thinking he was going to take over for Tom Brady. And then nah, look, he's, he's already, you know, he's in. They he's him. rocking in San Francisco already. They traded him, you know. Yeah. He had the same record as them. So what do they do? They need to go out and get him a new quarterback. I think so. Yeah. They need you know who, and you know what? I, I know that we talk basketball, but dude, I think they should probably maybe try to go get that Jalen Hurts kid. He was not bad at all this year. He took over for uh Philly. Okay. They got they realized they only won four damn they only won four games this year. So they were like, all right, we're not gonna hurt Carson Wentz. We'll keep him. And then Jalen Hurts goes in there and wins him a game, then comes out and starts firing off. And I think he won him two games actually. Fuck Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is trash. <laughs> he is trash. He is. I mean, remember the the other kid won the Super Bowl for him. Right. Nick Foles. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriots probably just need a f- fresh start. I don't know. Right. Whatever they tried to do this year, like picking up and just replacing Tom Brady, just did not work. Right. They need a fresh. They need a fresh start. But I could be totally wrong. I don't watch enough football or enough Patriots football for that matter to really know. Well, I tell you this: the NFL is going to be awesome this year. Though. I mean, the, the 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 playoffs are going to be great because all the teams are really really good. Mm-hmm. I agree. It'll be super fun. Go New Orleans. I guess mm. <laughs> the NFC East can go jump off a bridge, a trash division. It's going to be, it's going to be either Washington football team or Dallas coming out of that division. <laughs> yeah. And whoever wins is not 500. <laughs> yeah. I'm rooting for the saints. 
go go Saints. I may go for the Bills, dude. I mean, yeah. the Bills. You know, somebody's. I, I want to see somebody else. Yeah, they deserve it, but so do the Saints. I don't know. So the Saints, you're right. But whoever ends up playing the uh, Chiefs is going to have to be a good team. So that's going to be a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. That's the AFC. So that would be the Bills. Yep. And, um, you know, if they made it all the way. You got them, but also the uh, uh, Steelers, too. Man, remember Steelers won, like, what, 10, 11 in a row? And then right. lost three in a row. Right. <laughs> Um, let's see. Let's fill out that parlay real quick. All right. So the next one is I got New Orleans on the money line at Carolina. And then we're taking Kansas City on the money line versus the Chargers. And we're taking Indiana money line versus Jacksonville. And Green Bay, I'm going with the points, five and a half at Chicago. So that makes a five game parlay. There you go. I'm gonna put a thousand dollars on it. No, you're not. Try to make up all the money we've lost. Shit. <laughs> I'll put a big chunk on there. I don't know what. I'm gonna have some fun with it. And then obviously we'll be. Uh, I mean, I'll bet on like single games and live lines all week. But we just do like one, just for the show, and that's it. That'll work. Uh, the NBA parlay didn't go so well at all. Lakers lost the first game by a seven to the Clippers. We had the yep. Lakers winning. New Orleans covered plus five and one at Toronto. So that's something to kind of think about. New Orleans is better than projected, and maybe Toronto's not as good. Milwaukee lost to Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Giannis can't hit free throws. They were favored by two. One that we got right was Miami winning against New Orleans. So Miami's got the edge there early in the season. Right. Denver lost. We took Denver over the Clippers. Denver lost to the Clippers, 121 to 108. Mm-hmm. So NBA parlays are really hard. We went two and three. The NBA, NBA parlays are tough. I like to just bet like single games with the NBA. I like to watch a game and kind of like get the feel of it and then look at the live lines and then kind of fucking make like a live bet. That's what I did with the Grizzlies tonight because I was just watching the game. I was like, I could feel. I thought the Grizzlies were going to come out and win that one. Just watching the way they were playing, I liked it. So that Brooklyn just didn't, it didn't look good. Yeah, no, no, no. They're missing some guys tonight. But uh, I did go ahead and make like a Tuesday NBA games parlay. So these are all Tuesday games. I imagine we'll be making other parlay NBA parlays throughout the week. Maybe I'll just post those like on social media as I get them made. I don't know. Instagram, whatever. Uh, they don't have NBA lines out for all the games throughout the week. So I can't just like pick out games I like all week and make like a one right. big, like one decent parlay for the whole week. It's I, all I have is Tuesday lines. So I made a Tuesday parlay for us. Nice. I like Orlando by five at Oklahoma. Okay. 
I like Golden State by three and a half at Detroit. I like the Wizards by five and a half versus Chicago. It's in Washington. Both of those teams are like 0-3 right now, I think. Yeah, so this is a good toss. Yeah, I think Washington comes out and wins that one. I'll take the points. Five and a half is not too much. And then Denver, two and a half at Sacramento. That's five, what is it, four teams? Fourteen parlay. Yeah. If you can get those point spreads right, and uh, that definitely pays out good, better than just betting money line. Mm-hmm. So I like to take points when it comes to NBA games. Whatever. We'll have some yeah. fun with it. Do a little gambling. That pretty much does it for gambling this week. Laddie, if you ever want to put a parlay together, just let me know. And we'll talk about it. Okay. You know, yeah, I can do that. You can get involved in this. I don't have to be the only one doing it. Bo doesn't do it because I don't know. He doesn't well, care or whatever. I mean, we. Um, you know, maybe I just I just don't really gamble. Yeah, right, but I understand. Look at uh, maybe you know if you want, look at next Tuesday. You know, Monday afternoon. Look at the Tuesday lines or something. See if you put together like four or five games, and we'll just talk about yeah. it. Whatever. I've been having fun with it. Throw some monies on it. Yeah, I'll put some money on it. I'll put it in for you. <laughs> That'll work. Put a dollar in for you. <laughs> nice. Before we get out of here, laddie, I got one question to leave you with. You can answer up front with it now, or you can, and you can think about it and come back next week with maybe more on it. I'm curious what people think. Do you think it's better to win a one-off championship like Toronto did, where they kind of traded some assets away to get Kawhi Leonard, and just win like one title. Nobody thinks Toronto's going to win it again. Or do you think it's better to try to build a dynasty where you have the same players for a long time, potentially win multiple titles with the same group, but never win a championship? So do you do you go for that one title like Toronto did, or do you try to go do like multiple titles but that's never a guarantee. You may never win a championship that way. Which would you, which would you rather see your, like your team do? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. So would you would you want to see Memphis maybe trade like John Morant and Jaron Jackson for LeBron James, and you win a title, but you only have LeBron for one year, and then when LeBron leaves, yeah. you got nothing <laughs> yeah. left. I don't know, man. I mean, the, 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 pr- the problem is this, is that like when you, when you, when you, when you try to build longevity and you build these players and you do like the Grizzlies did back when we had Zebo and Tony and Mike and, and, and all those guys, you know, and, and Gasol and all that, like you love the players at the end of the day, you love them. Like, man, I love these guys. They're awesome. They did so much. Mm-hmm. And then again, you'd never get a ring. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's a lot of teams that go out there just to get a ring. I mean, the Florida Marlins did it in baseball, you know. There's a lot of teams that have done it in basketball, but like Miami, you know. And the difference is this, is that I would rather, as a fan, I would rather watch my team struggle 
and then get to where it can win that one ring rather than you get three of the hottest players on your team just to win one and then bounce. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, I mean, a lot of people aren't, whatever, but I like baseball. And a lot of the baseball players that I like played on the Houston Astros their whole career. They never thought, well, I'm going to go chase a ring. Mm -hmm. I don't like ring chasers, you know? I mean, and then you get to the point to where you had a couple years ago where you had, what was it? It was Gary Payton was playing on the Lakers the same time as the mailman was playing on the Lakers with Kobe on that shack, Rick Fox. Like these people are just trying to go get a ring because they know their career's over. And guess what? They did it. They did it again last year. But I, but I don't know. I mean, now you get LeBron over there, you get AD over there, you're going to get somebody else. And I think, it's hard to love a team if you're just going to win it one time. Do you know what I'm saying? It's hard to like fall in love with a team because right. you got to go to the ups, the downs and all that with a team and be like, man, I remember this. I was at that game and yada, yada. So sometimes it's better not to have won a championship and still keep your good memories. Or if you're, or if you can be like, well, I know we're going to buy six players and we're going to go out there and win a championship and four of them are probably going to leave next year. So does it really feel that you won something? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, a, an executive would tell you, you do whatever you can to build a winning team. But a fan, right. I think fans, they like watching the players kind of grow. They like feeling like they're connected to those players some way, you know, through the city and by seeing them year after year getting better. Yeah. It's a tough call, man. Right. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Like with, like with the Rockets, like, you know, when I was down there, they, they drafted Akeem Olajuwon, what, back in like the, the early, the early mid eighties or whatever. Yeah. And, and he pretty much played his whole career there. Now, granted he went over to Toronto, whatever, but he won, he was there forever. He won two rings. Then everyone was like, man, like, that's what you want. That's you know, the like the bulls it. back in the day. Yeah. Like when the bulls, when Jordan won his first ring, all those people who were there from like 86, 87 were like, all about it you know well back then that's what it's about yeah back then t players didn't jump ship like they do now the kevin durant on his third team kevin durant would have played his whole back in the 90s or 80s he would have played his whole career on one team and i and i think that's good though because i mean when we grew up you know we remember the teams of like philly I mean, not Philly, but uh phoenix they had like dan marley charles barkley and kevin johnson right like they were good teams. They were great teams, but those players weren't considered all-stars. I mean, some of them were now granted, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they weren't, they weren't considered as a big three, mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Then you go up to like uh, this, uh, this, the stock was at the mailman and, and John Stockton, Yeah, you know, they were together. And then you had like shrimp then, and, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Kemp up there and Gary Payton, up there in Seattle. Like you look at those teams and they had good players on each team, but they weren't jumping ship to do it. So I think it's, I think the game has changed a, a little bit. And I think now some fans are just uh, fair weather fans, but I think 70% of a regular fan would want a dynasty or a, we could have I do, dynasty I, rather than a one and done. I do wonder if those Utah fans in hindsight, would trade Carl Malone and John Stockton for Michael Jordan in a championship one year. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> like, if you just got Jordan for one year and you, you're guaranteed a championship, like, do you, 
Do you give up but on like that, Stockton Malone? <laughs> okay, probably. I mean, yeah, probably. But like, like I said, you, you, you. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah. I, I, I think, I think, I think I pretty much just said it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's super tough. But being a fan, you want to see them grow. You want to see your yeah. core four or your top three guys, or whatever, who aren't making a hundred million dollars a year. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You want to see them go through it. And if, and if they do, it's that much sweeter. You know, with yeah. the Grizzlies. I mean, when we went to the Western Conference Finals, we got friggin' we got smoked by San Antonio. But the, we were there, and the games and the experience was so badass. You know, w- w- would you want LeBron James on your team for one year to win a championship? It wouldn't seem as I mean, important or as good. It wouldn't seem it, as like we earned it as much. Right. That's the whole point. Once you yeah. work hard for something, and then, you know, you work hard for something, and you know that you did it then – it's easier for everybody involved. You're like, dude, okay, this is worth it. Or if you almost get there, or if you get to the championship and you lose, it's just like these one and done basketball players in college. I mean, the Memphis Tigers, we're, you know, we're fans of them. We watch them, you know, they get Derrick Rose who ends up being the, one of the best players ever, you know, mm-hmm. and they went to the championship and they lost it. Mm-hmm. But you still talk about those years before he oh, was there dude. with Joey Dorsey and, and Anderson and, Robert Dozier, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that goes down as the guys you remember. That goes down as the greatest Tigers roster of all time. (laughs) I think so, hands down. Yeah, hands down. That was so much fun. So I mean, you got to think like, do you? You know, is it good being a Tiger fan, or is it a weird Tiger fan that won a championship? You know, I don't know. It's just different. You know. Oh no, I was just kind of curious. Like, I think that makes you like a traditionalist. Where you want to see a team built and earn it, right? Not I think it's bought. I, 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 even in any other sport, I, I think like that's why I don't like the Yankees. They right. go out there and they buy all the they go they buy all the best players, and then I love it when their payroll is awesome and they don't win. <laughs> Same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. It's like oh, okay, you're good. We're gonna try to get the best of the best over here, and and like the fans are just kind of arrogant. We're the best. We're this because you have somebody. Well, you got to prove it, man. You know, just because you you won it X amount of times, yeah, you did good, but you want to see it go again. I mean, imagine Pitts, uh, imagine um, what are they called? Uh, Patriots fans this year. You go eleven years making the playoffs, possibly winning a championship, only having maybe three losses a year. You're buying all the merchandise. You got all the jerseys. You know, you'd even want a damn Aaron Hernandez jersey back if you could. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then, and but then now it's like, well, what do we do? We're not even in the playoffs anymore. Our quarterback sucks. What's going on? Like now you're all in limbo. So, you know, I like that organization because they didn't go out there and get the best players. They got players and said, you're going to do this to win a championship. And those players did that, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I kind of always liked them. And same with uh, Pete Carroll over there in um, Seattle. But, you know, that's why I think that's why I do kind of like the, uh, the Phoenix Suns. Yes, they got Aiden. Aiden's a good player, but he got hurt. Devin Booker's a good player too, but they they got some guys around those two dudes who are veteran players who are pretty good, and they got some up and coming guys who can make it make a you know make a run. That's why I kind of like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phoenix is a fun team to watch. Very interesting. They're going to be a lot of fun. They might be a lot of our pick games this year, just to see what they're doing. Which is yeah, weird cool. because Oklahoma was a lot of pick games last year with Chris Paul. 
<laughs> Why are we following Chris Paul around? Dude, I don't know. Uh, speaking of pick games, we better go ahead and do this real quick, and then let's get out of here. Yeah. Next week, I narrowed it down to just a few games. Boston at Indiana. Chicago at Washington. Those are Tuesday games. I do like the New Orleans at Phoenix game, but I don't want to do back-to-back Phoenix games. I really don't. Chicago at Washington plays again on Thursday. Friday, Miami's playing Dallas, but there it is. We just did a Dallas game. I really like that Miami-Dallas matchup, though. And then Saturday, Toronto's playing New Orleans, which I'm really high on that team, on that game. But being a Saturday game... It doesn't give us a lot of time to absorb it and to even watch it if you don't catch it the first time around. Right. I, I, I like that game too, the the Toronto game with, mm-hmm. with the uh, Pelicans. I like that. But then the other one I would probably do is uh, Washington and Chicago because th- both of them haven't won, right? Right. So, I mean, you got to see who's going to want it more. Plus, I want to see Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that Chicago team's interesting. We looked for a reason to watch a Chicago game all t- all year last year and never really found one. I like. I mean, they they get a lot. I saw some of their game last night. They got a lot of potential on that team for sure. They really do. But you know, it's just kind of like they don't have that one superstar. So I don't know. Yeah, well, Westbrook's getting triple doubles again. That'll be fun to watch. I do like the Boston yeah. Indiana game too, though. Yeah, that could be good. I want to see Boston without uh, – I haven't seen them all year yet and without uh, Gordon Hayward. Yeah, and Indiana's got kind of a new look a little bit. Got a new head coach. Uh, let's see. So Chicago, Washington, or Boston, Indiana. I'm going to go with Chicago, Washington. Yeah. A little East Coast flavor. And we yeah. get – we get two games, so we can maybe kind of compare the two games against each other. They play Tuesday and Thursday. I'll have time, but uh, even if we're just looking at, like, stats, like box scores or whatever, we can compare them. But we'll do the Tuesday, Chicago at Washington. That's our pick game of the week. Yeah, fuck it. Those are two teams that are I'm kind of interested in. I've been waiting for a reason to watch. I'm going to see a team who, who who wants to get it more, and then like you're playing right after that. You can't go 0-4, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting. to ha- It'll be a little mini-series, so that gives us something to do, kind of watch the comparison on how, how the games go. Right. For All sure. right, right on. Yeah, I hope John Morant heals up quickly. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate y'all. Bo. Maybe I'll see you this week's around town. <laughs> Laddie, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you, yeah, bud. Yeah, man. Thanks. For sure. Absolutely. Hey, next week is uh, New Year's Eve, Thursday. Everybody, yeah. So everybody right. everybody, be safe. Don't party too much. Don't spread COVID around on New Year's Eve. And don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. I agree. Yeah, that'll do it. Thanks, Laddie. Motherfucker.